Blog Talk Radio. It is playoff time, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome into the Giants Beat Podcast. It's always good to see that your team has made it into that playoff bracket, and the Giants have done so. Alongside Alex Evans, I'm Scott Thompson. We got the preview for you this week. Giants, Packers, back in Green Bay. They are back at Lambeau Field for their third consecutive playoff trip. First one since 2011, and the Giants know very well how Lambeau Field works in the playoffs. It's going to be a cold one. I believe I looked at the forecast. 16 degrees is the high, so not too bad in Lambeau terms. It's going to be a low of 7 degrees at night, though. But we got the preview for you. Everything from matchups to comparisons and everything in between, who we think is going to win. But let's start it off right away. Let's look at these two quarterbacks in this matchup. Eli Manning, who has shown that he can get things done in the playoffs for the Giants. And on the other side, Aaron Rodgers hasn't been to a Super Bowl since 2010 when he was the MVP of that one. And I'm sure that he is itching for it after he went on a tear to finish off the season. So, Alex, I'm going to bring you in right now. Who do you like in this matchup between Eli Manning and Aaron Rodgers before we look at the numbers or anything else? Well, this is a tough one because, of course, as you said, Aaron Rodgers, he's been on an absolute tear. He's been the main reason why Green Bay's won their last six straight and really propelled them into the playoffs. But at the same time, Eli Manning, you know, he's that one quarterback that you trust in the playoffs. You know, he's he never gets worried or anxious. He's you know got that steady heart rate. He's calm. So, I'd probably go with Rodgers right now just because I think he's the better quarterback at this point. But, again, Eli Manning isn't a bad option either. Absolutely not. And a lot of people say that Eli Manning's performance was disappointing this season. You know, he didn't have a lot of consistency. He seemed to, you know, be on the same page at at certain times with his receivers week by week. You, You didn't know what kind of performance you were getting out of him. But Aaron Rodgers, on the other hand, was kind of off to a slow start. You know, you thought that Jordy Nelson and him would be on, you know, a quick uh, pace to start off the the season, getting to each other early, getting a couple uh, touchdowns early. That didn't happen, but it certainly has happened in the second half of the season. Let's take a look at one stat that I really like from Aaron Rodgers, not really from a Giants fan standpoint, but, you know, you got to give it to him. 30 touchdown passes since week seven for Aaron Rodgers. That's most in the NFL and he has not thrown an interception in the past eight weeks. So he knows exactly what he's doing. He seems confident in the pocket. Even scrambling out of the pocket, he seems to be calm and collected. Let's take a look at the overall numbers for both quarterbacks. Eli Manning has over 4,000 yards, 4,027 to be exact, 26 touchdowns this season compared to Aaron Rodgers, who went on a tear. 40 touchdowns, almost 4,500 yards for him in about as many attempts as Eli Manning. So, you know, I'm going to have to give the edge here to Aaron Rodgers. He's also home, as I said before, you know, MVP in 2010, but he hasn't been back to the Super Bowl since. I'm sure that Mike McCarthy and him think that they can do that with this team this season, especially the way the offense is going here. But let's take a real, real quick look at the Giants and what they have and how they're going to stack up against the Packers. And I want to start, Alex, because I know you want to start with this, Paul Perkins. I think that he can be maybe sort of a sleeper in this one, especially what he showed in Week 7. Alex, tell us a little bit about Paul Perkins last week and why you think he could be a big factor in 
this playoff game? Well, he finally had that breakout game. We kind of thought all his season he might have. He rushed for, I believe, it was 102 yards, which was the most by a single, by one running back in a, a game this season for the Giants. And, you know, as we say all the time, he brings that explosiveness, that quickness, you know, hit the holes hard. And I think that, especially in a, a cold setting like Green Bay, where throwing the ball is a little difficult, the ball is a little harder, and, you know, the receivers, they have to get warm in their hands because, you know, sometimes freeze up and whatnot. I think that, mm-hmm. you know, establishing a run game is ever the more important, and that's really going to be the main factor because we know both quarterbacks, both teams have weapons on the outside, and both quarterbacks are capable of, you know, making big plays. So it's really going to come down to the running game for both teams. So I think if Perkins can do what he did last week uh, against Washington, I think he'll be fine. I think the Giants will uh, have a great chance to win. Yeah, I, I loved watching Paul Perkins last week. You saw how shifty he can be. He's elusive. He has speed in the open field. Everything that the Giants thought that he could be when they drafted him out of UCLA last year. But you brought up a great point in that cold weather. Like I said, 16 degrees is a high. And Paul Perkins was actually practicing the other day in shorts and a T-shirt. Um, he wanted to see how that cold felt. He said this is going to be the coldest game he's ever played. I mean, he played in California for the past few years, so he's you know, he's had a good out there on the West Coast, but you're going up north and you're going to be in Lambeau Field. So he, I guess, is taking his own preparations. But he's going to be a big factor here. Coach McIndoo saying that him and running back Rashad Jennings, they're going to have sort of the same workload workload, excuse me, that they had last week. Um, I believe Perkins had 21 carries to Jennings 18, but he says they complement each other well. Perkins, he can get down the field. He's good at picking up those yards. Uh, and then Jennings, put him at the goal line. You you need a power back there, so he's good at performing well there. Taking a look at what they do per game, I mean, the rushing yards per game is about 88.2. Not that good, but the Packers on the other side, 106.3 if you want to get technical. So not that much of a difference there, but Paul Perkins, Alex and I both believe, is going to make a big impact if he can do what he did against the Redskins and hopefully pick up some yards and open up some things for Eli Manning. But speaking of Eli Manning, let's look at his weapons. No, we're not going to talk about the whole Miami thing that happened. That's over and done with. We're going to do the, the, this, this playoff preview here. But Odell Beckham Jr. finishing off the season with just over 100 receptions, one-on-one to be exact, 1,367 yards. He's averaging about 14 yards a catch, and he has double-digit touchdowns with 10. Alex, 31st secondary in the league. That's what the Packers are right now. And last time, Odo Beckham Jr. had not much yardage, I believe just over 50 yards or 60 yards against the Packers back in Week 5, but he had that nice toe-tap touchdown in the back of the end zone. How do you think he's going to stack up against the secondary this week, the second time around? I think this is a dream situation for Odell Beckham Jr., Cruz, and Sterling Shepard. I mean, again, as you said, this is one of the worst pass defenses in the league, the worst, one of the worst secondaries. So, I mean, I couldn't think of a better uh, unit to go against if you're, if you're a Giants, if you're a Giants fan and Giants player, especially being Odell Beckham Jr. in his first uh, first playoff game. I think that he's going to have a big game. I think that this secondary can't keep up with him. He's too quick, he's too fast, and uh, I think we're going to have a, a repeat, there's sort of a repeat on to the first time the uh, Packers and Giants met earlier in the season, but I expect Beckham to receive even more of the load, you know, get a, a bunch of more yards, and, you know, I think he's going to have a field day, to be honest. Yeah, you know, obviously, Odell Beckham Jr., being that key wide receiver in this group, if he's going, then the offense is going as well. 
But you brought up Victor Cruz and Sterling Shepard, and I wanted to ask you, who do you think, I guess, of the other wide receivers, your number two, number three, even number four? We saw Tavares King have a nice catch last week. Uh, Roger Lewis Jr. has been targeted enough, too. Uh, who do you think, out of those four guys, let's say, could also have a breakout game against this bad secondary? You know, I, I don't I don't know why I'm thinking this, but I just have a good feeling about Victor Cruz this week. He's, you know, the one guy on that of the receiving core that's had playoff experience. He's been he's played at Green Bay once before and you know, during the playoffs. I just I don't know. I just have a good feeling about veterans in the playoffs. They kind of they kind of know what to do. It's, it's a little bit of a different atmosphere, and I don't think it's gonna you know you know overwhelm him like it might the the two guys who are first time uh, playoff um experiencers in, in Shepard and Beckham. So I think Cruz. Could have you know a couple of big catches, maybe not a touchdown or a lot of yard yardage, but you know maybe a key third down reception here or there to keep drives going, and you know I think he has the potential to do that. You know I absolutely agree with you. You read my mind here. I'm, I'm looking at the stats here. Sterling Shepard has eight touchdowns on the year. Victor Cruz only has one, and that one came back in Week One. If all of you guys can remember against the Dallas Cowboys, he had that game-winning touchdown. Well. It, eventually became the game-winning touchdown, but he is due. And, and, and like you said, when veterans get into playoff mode, I feel like there's just a certain thing that clicks in their heads. And obviously Victor Cruz has been battling back from all those injuries since 2014, and he obviously wants to be back here. He was there in 2011. He wants to be back. He needs to get involved. And I think Eli Manning hopefully can get him involved early. He's averaging about 15 yards a catch, too. He had 39 catches um, this season so far, but 15 yards a catch. Obviously, he's been making that big play. A lot of plays on third down as well. So, you know what? Victor Cruz, Alex, I'm going to go with you on that one, too. Let's flip sides, though. We're going to talk about this Giants defense. As you all may know, finishing off the season on a hot note, to say the least, they have been one of the best defenses in the NFC, let alone the entire National Football League. But, Alex, this New York Giants defense, they're going to be going into Green Bay. Obviously, again, they had some issues with Aaron Rodgers. Gave him all the time in the world. So let's talk about that front four to start. JPP doesn't look like he's going to be in that lineup. He was in shorts and a T-shirt at Wednesday's practice. How do you think this front four is going to change, and what do you think that they're going to change to try to get pressure on Aaron Rodgers this time around? Well, I'm sure, you know, Steve Stagnola, he's, he's going to come up with a bunch of schemes, and I think they're just going to really do what – what's worked all season, which is really put pressure on Rodgers, blitz him on almost every play. And, you know, it, it's a tough call for Rodgers because he does have that dual throat ability. He can, you know, get out of the pocket and run and pick up yards with his legs. If you just, you know, keep pressuring him and keep, uh, you know, being really un, um, relentless with that pressure, I think eventually you're going to get to him. Um, he, 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 you know, he pays attention to the league. He knows that the Giants have a, a great defensive line. I'm sure he's been watching countless hours of film this week. So I just think that if the Giants can just, really kind of relentlessly put pressure on him and, you know, keep him, keep him moving, keep him, you know, you know, uncertain, don't, don't give him any easy throws. I think um, that'll be the first step to containing him and not allowing him to be as dangerous as he definitely has the potential to be. Absolutely. I, I think contain is the big word there. The one that you need to stamp on that, that whiteboard in that Giants locker room. You see what Aaron Rodgers can do in the scramble. He is, Almost, I remember watching NFL Network the other day. They said, you know, he kind of plays backyard football. They have like that that scheme where if he runs out of the pocket, they just the receivers know what to do. He starts pointing his finger where to go, 
and it's it's all, the chemistry between him and his receivers is unmatched. And he also has the legs too. If no one's open, and you know the one thing about plastering to your receivers is you lose track of the quarterback, and he can run for that first down and just pick it up and go on to his, his next play. Aaron Rodgers, arguably one of the best quarterbacks in this recent era, and I think that containing him is going to be a big issue. But, Alex, I want to talk to you about some matchups. Obviously, Jordy Nelson being probably Aaron Rodgers' favorite target. I shouldn't say probably. I think he is his favorite target. 97 receptions on the year, just over 1,200 yards, 14 TDs. But also Devontae Adams out there, Randall Cobb, and Jared Cook at the tight end position, always a big target in the middle of the field. So, matchup-wise, who do you want to focus on the most if you're the New York Giants? On the Giants, uh, it's tough. I would, I think you'd want to probably focus on Devonta Adams. I realize Jordan Nelson's fantastic. He's, you know, Rogers is top target, but Devonta Adams has been, you know, very great over, very good over these past six weeks. He's passed uh, six wins for the Packers. He's made a lot of big catches. He's has scored a lot of touchdowns. You know, the, the whole nine yards. But I just think he's a little quicker than um, Jordan Nelson is at this point in his career. A little faster, and I think the secondary will need to, I guess, focus a little bit. On him, but again, this is a receiving core that's somewhat similar to the Giants. You know, you have two very good receivers uh, in Nelson and uh, Devontae Adams as your two, as your you know first two guys, and then you have Randall Cobb, who's sort of like in the Victor Cruz category. He's he's a veteran, still a very good third receiver, would probably be a number two on most teams. So I just think that you know the the secondary overall is going to really play a huge part in this one. You have three three great receivers, and of course a great tight end, uh, Jared Cook. So I would say that Devonta Adams is the guy you need to pay attention to the most. He's been the hottest these past uh, few weeks, but um, overall, I think it's a pretty, pretty big task for the Giants secondary. Absolutely, and uh, I think that the receivers are going to get a lot of work to to begin with, only because the run game for the Packers. I'm not entirely sold on Ty Montgomery in the backfield, even though he had that breakout game against Chicago, who has a good run defense to begin with. Look at these numbers here. 16 attempts on the ground, 162 yards, two touchdowns. His longest was 61 yards. I mean, Ty Montgomery was a backup wide receiver before the season started. Now they have him in the backfield, and he's you know sort of found his niche there. But in the last two games of the season against Minnesota, he had 23 yards. Against Detroit, he had 44 yards. So, Alex, are you sold on Ty Montgomery – you know, setting the pace for this ground game for the Packers? Not at all. And that's why, that's why um, you know, Adam Rodgers is, you know, going to be even more important in stopping him and, you know, keep containing these receivers is going to be even more important because I see the Packers sort of in the same boat as the Giants. You know, not a great rushing attack, can be good at certain points, but pretty inconsistent. And, you know, I see them as a team that relies, like the Giants, heavily on the pass game. So I think that Montgomery, he's not going to be a huge issue to um, contain. I think the Giants uh, – Front seven will do a good job of keeping him in check. I don't think he's, you know, as explosive as even a Perkins. He's not as, you know, he's not as worrisome, uh, to be honest with you. I think that both teams are in the same boat, as I said before, in terms of being really pass-heavy. So I don't think Montgomery's going to have a huge um, influence on this game. But, again, he's still someone to pay attention to because, as I said before, in the playoffs, the running game, you know, matters a lot more. And in, in these cold conditions, he's going to be relied upon pretty heavily, I would I would assume. Absolutely. I, I think that Ty Montgomery, they're going to try to force-feed him the ball early just to see what will happen. 
But if not, then you got to work work on that pass um, for Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, you don't want to put the ball in Aaron Rodgers' hand all the time. But hey, more thrown balls means there's more chances for those turnovers. And Alex, I want you to try to you know be the genie in, in the bottle here, be the psychic. If there's anyone on this defense that's going to have a breakout game, that's going to force those turnovers, that's going to bring that momentum to the away team, which is always a big thing in the playoffs, who do you think it is going to be on Sunday? I mean, God, I'm mean, I, I would, I'm really comfortable picking anyone in the secondary. DRC you know, had those two picks last week against Washington. Landon Collins, he might be defensive player of the year. He's capable of you know, forcing fumbles and getting interceptions. But, you know, I, I, just, I just have a good feeling about, about Eli Apple. I don't know, he's He's been slowly getting better every week. He's, he's you know, one of the better corners on the team, of course. And I just I have a good feeling. I think he's due for at least one interception. This team's been great at, uh, you know, causing turnovers all season. I think they've had an interception in the last four or five games in a row. So I think either, you know, anyone in the secondary really has a great chance of, you know, causing the turnover and really, you know, changing the momentum in a game. But I would probably go with Eli Apple. Just, you know, another gut feeling. Um, hopefully I'm right, but I just have a good feeling about a rookie here. I think he's he's a rookie, but he plays like a veteran. He plays like you know a, a third year, fourth year guy, and I think that's going to bode well in the playoffs. I think Janoris Jenkins had those two picks last time in in week five, but you know I'm going to go with the guy that has been an animal all season long. He's been creating turnovers. He's leading the team in tackles in the regular season. I'm going to go with Landon Collins. This guy has been absolutely a stud. He made the um, the Pro Bowl, he has 125 tackles, 100 solo tackles, which is huge for a safety, four sacks, five interceptions, one forced fumble. I'm going to go with Landon Collins for making that big play. Hopefully he can recreate what he did in London with that pick six. I mean, his playmaking ability is stellar once he has that ball in his hands. So I'm going to try to go and say that Landon Collins, the sophomore this season who could arguably be the defensive player of the year, is going to have, you know, that game and, and hopefully, you know, bring some momentum to that Giants bench. But let's start checking some things off. Let's look at, you know, the offense, the defense, where they stack up against each other. And, Alex, I'm going to have you tell me where you think both teams have the advantage. And let's start off with that run game. Who do you think has the advantage in the run game here on Sunday? I can't, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I think the Giants actually might have the advantage. Um, I know their offensive line has been terrible all season. We've made that incredibly clear, but I like Paul Perkins uh, over Tom Montgomery. I think Perkins is a little, a little quicker. He's, he's proven, I think, that uh, more so than Montgomery, that he's, you know, capable of, you know, you know, getting a lot of yards and really, you know, affecting games. And I like the, the one-two punch with Jennings. I like the kind of, you know, power aspect that Jennings brings that, you know, if you get to the goal line or inside the five-yard line anyway, that he's going to pound it in. He has the ability to do that. He's a much bigger body. So I like that one-two punch over uh, – Tom Montgomery and the Green Bay running running attack for sure. And, yeah, you know, it, it is funny to say because we haven't said it all, all season long. We said how atrocious this run game is. But hopefully that spark of light that came in week 17 keeps on going in mm-hmm. in uh, on Sunday, excuse me, and ho- hopefully it will burn bright. But like you said, the one-two punch, I'll take it over the backup wide receiver that was just converted because Eddie Lacy was out. So give the run game to the Giants on both of our sides. How about the passing game, though? That that's that's tough. I'm because Aaron Rodgers has been on such a tear. I would give it because of him alone. He has 
three great, four great weapons on the outside. It, it's tough to go against Eli in the playoffs, I understand, but I have to go with the guy that's been, you know, better the last, who's been the hottest as of late. And, um, again, Eli can, you know, can turn and all like that. He's done it before, I understand that. But I, it's just hard to go against Aaron Rodgers. He's a possible MVP candidate, and he's just, he's been too good over the past weeks. He's taking care of the ball. So I would give the slight edge to Green Bay, but it's it's a very, very slight edge. You know what? I'm going to have to do the, the, the same thing as well. And honestly, Alex, I'm not going to say it's a slight edge. I'm just going to give it to Aaron Rodgers straight up because I think he did a great job in you know recovering since the start of the season. They started off slow, and since then they went on a tear, eventually won the NFC North. They're 10-6, they're and six, but they don't look like a 10-6 and six team. When they're at home, they have those fans behind them, especially playoff time. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have his total focus on Sunday, and I cross my fingers and hope that this Giants defense can stop him in some way. But I'm going to absolutely give that pass offense to Aaron Rodgers because Eli Manning has been way too inconsistent for my liking. Switching over to the defense, though, let's talk about this pass rush. Who do you think is going to pressure the quarterback more on Sunday? Uh, I think the Giants' pass rush. You know, I think they're just they have more weapons. Uh, Snacks Harrison, Olivia Vernon, whoever you want to name. They they've proven all year that they can you know get pressure on the quarterback and make big plays and make stops. And you know you you just you've, we've heard it all year this this defensive front seven's been vaunted. They've been the the really the the, the motor on this team. They've been the one consistent part of this team that's really played well the entire year. So I would give it to them. Um, and that's important. They're going to have to put – someone's going to have to put pressure on Aaron Rodgers and really get him uncomfortable and, you know, get him moving throughout the pocket. So I think if this defensive line can do that, and they should do that, um, it'll bowl well for them. It'll, it'll get him to make some forced throws and hopefully uh, get some picks with the secondary. So I would have to go with the giant pass rush here. Love that you brought that up because I think that's going to be a crucial thing for the Giants in making that pass rush. We all know how Aaron Rodgers likes to zip that ball in, and in these in these cold, you know, weather situations, you, you kind of get stone hands out there, and you know you want to pressure Aaron Rodgers to maybe try to throw the ball through a seam like he's used to doing, and hopefully for those deflected passes. I think if there's going to be in, an interception in this one, it's going to be one of those deflected passes because. Sometimes Aaron Rodgers doesn't know how to put that touch on the ball. And in this cold weather situation, excuse me, I think it's going to be hard for these receivers to catch those, you know, 20-mile-an-hour balls coming right at them. And most of that, I think, is going to come from that pressure and Aaron Rodgers having to force that ball in there. So I'm going to have to go with the Giants as well. I think that they finished off the season on a high note. Olivier Vernon, who should be getting, you know, some extra padding out there, I think it's going to um, open up some things maybe for – Romeo Arquara, the undrafted free agent out of Notre Dame. Maybe Jonathan Hankins can get in through the middle as well. A lot of options there, and you talked about Steve Spagnuolo's um, blitz packages as well from the linebacker court, even the safeties too. Uh, Landon Collins coming in, having four sacks on the year. So let's hope that that pass rush can do it. I think they're going to get the advantage as well. Secondary, that's kind of a, a given to the Giants considering we ripped apart the Packers secondary before in the show, but let's talk about overall defense. You, you know, 24 points allowed for the Packers, 17 points allowed per game for the Giants. Giants have the better numbers in all aspects here on the board. Alex, I want to ask you, do you think that, you know, do you hold true that, you know, offense wins games, defense wins championships, that saying, do you think that that really works 
here when it comes to professionals and in the playoffs? Um, I, th- I think it has some, you know, some weight to it, some, some, some truth to it. I, I believe that, you know, obviously you can't win unless you put up more points than the other team. But, you know, when it comes down to it, um, a teams rely heavily on it. We saw last year um, with Denver, I mean, they they had one of the best uh, defensive performances in the playoffs of all time. And, you know, they had a quarterback in Peyton Manning who was obviously at the end of his career. He kind of did the bare minimum, but this defense was, was able to create turnovers, you know, to create, make those turnovers into points and then really just impact the game, uh, which we hadn't really seen um, defensively speaking for pretty much a while. And I just think that the, the defenses can have that contr- uh, can have that impact on the game. I don't know if the Giants are quite at the level of Denver last year. That's a pretty high level to get to. Mm-hmm. But I think def- I, I, I'm I'm kind of old school when I say that. I believe that defense wins championships. But again, you know, you have to put points on the board. You have to score more points than the other team in the long run. So I think that both are important. But I would I would say defense. That that that, that saying that you were talking about definitely has some weight to it. I think defense not even wins championships for this Giants team. I think this has been their mantra all season long. Defense wins games through and through. I mean, they've relied on Eli Manning to get maybe a couple touchdowns and a field goal, and they said, hey, that's enough for us. They've won all these close games. I think if it's going to come down to it in this one, I think defense is going to get them to that Super Bowl if they think that they can get there. And, you know, they've been stellar all season long. They've been getting better by the week. And if anything – if they eventually make it to the Super Bowl, you know, fingers crossed and glory to, you know, the, the, the most high. But I think that, you know, the defense itself has been absolutely stellar. It's amazing how they've changed in just a year's span. I mean, it's it's crazy how they can go basically from worst to first. But I think that, you know, the defense is going to have to step up and they're going to do what they've been doing all season and winning these close games on that side of the ball. Got about four minutes or so left, maybe a little bit less. Alex, before we go into our predictions and why we think they're going to win, how about a matchup? What matchup specifically are you looking for on Sunday that you are most excited to watch? Well, I'm, I'm very excited to see how um, this, really the defense in general, especially the secondary kind of handles Aaron Rodgers. Um, he's probably the best quarterback they've faced all season. I don't think that's too uh, too far of a stretch to to say, but um, I'm just excited to see how they deal with him, and really, I guess, the entire Green Bay Packers passing attack. You have three or four really good receivers um, that Green Bay has, and, you know, the Giants have one of the better secondaries in the league with Apple Collins, DRC, those guys who can really, you know, match up with anyone, so I'm kind of interested to see if Rodgers, if he ends up taking, if he takes more risks knowing that this is a very good secondary who's created tons of turnovers in the past few weeks, or if He's gonna, or you know, he's just gonna, you know, take shots regardless. So I'm interested to see if that affects his game in any way. Probably won't, but I, I'm just, I, I think this, uh, this secondary can really change the outcome of the game and really give the Giants momentum with um, a couple turnovers, which could happen. So I'm, I'm pretty interested to see how he handles this secondary. It's probably the best Rodgers has faced all year. Great points there. You know, I'm gonna have to go with Odo Beckham Jr. First trip to the playoffs. And I know that he's going to be coming out fiery. I know that he realizes that this offense gets going when he gets going. As we mentioned before, I think that Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be a lot of fun to watch. I think that Eli Manning is going to get him the ball early to see what can happen as well. And as you said before, dream situation, quote-unquote, for Odell Beckham Jr. with the secondary. I think it is a, a perfect matchup for him to really exploit 
Hopefully Eli Manning can get that touch on that deep ball because I think that Odell's going to be running and running early. Just under two minutes now, prediction time. Giants, wild card round, facing the Packers at Lambeau. It's going to be cold. It's going to be a great game, though. Alex, who do you have? I have, I have the Giants in a close one. I think history is going to repeat itself for the, for the third time at Lambeau. There's, there's something about Elon Manning uh, at Lambeau Field in the playoffs that just has me ne- just never has me going against the Giants. So I'm going to take the Giants 27-23. They're still not going to score 30 points, but you know 27 in this cold weather is going to be pretty impressive nonetheless. So I have the Giants winning a close one at Lambeau. What's your score? Um, 27-23. 27-23, all right, not not too bad, kind of close. I'm going to go a little bit under that, but I'm going to take the Giants as well. It's going to be a close one, you know, listening to what everyone has to say on the respective sports networks. Some pick Packers, some pick Giants because of the history. You know what, I'm going to say third time's a charm. Giants take this one 20-17. I think Robbie Gold kicks a field goal maybe in the fourth quarter late sometime, and that's going to be it. I think that this defense can contain Aaron Rodgers. It is definitely possible. They only lost by about a touchdown, even though it was, you know, kind of a, a fluke touchdown to the Packers last time. But if the Giants watch that film, they should not be happy with themselves. I think they're going to be fiery going out there and going to try to quiet this Lambeau, you know, uh, fan base very early and hopefully quick to start off the game. That's all the time we have today, folks. 440 on the East Coast on Fox for this wild card playoff round. Hey, last time the Giants were on the road all the time in the playoffs, it was 2011. You all know what happened there. Super Bowl champs. So let's see if they can do it again. For Alex Evans, I'm Scott Thompson. Check out the Giants beat on scout.com. For all the latest, and go Giants.